On today's show, I'll recap the U.S. women's national team win back-to-back World Cup titles. U.S. men's national team falls short at the CONCACAF Gold Cup. And I'm taking a dive into today's Hawaii headlines. My name is Jaime Padilla, and this is the Jaime Padilla Show. Welcome back to the show, y'all. Again, I'm your host, Jaime Padilla. Summer is almost over. Just finished up with the American Youth Soccer Organization's national games that took place two weeks ago here on Oahu, uh, where 170 teams from across the country came to showcase their skills on the pitch. I had the pleasure of refereeing seven games in four days, and I'd like to take a moment to give a shout-out to California teams Cypress, La Habra, La Quinta, Indio, Chino Hills, uh, Florida teams out of Weston, and a Tennessee team from Knottsville. I'm honored to have shared this amazing national tournament experience with those teams, and I wish them all nothing but the best as they move forward in soccer and in life. It is outrageously hot outside. Uh, Please make sure you're drinking plenty of water, uh, and be sure to visit my friends down at Real Gastropub. Uh, Happy hour is from 2 to 6 p.m. daily. Uh, They're dollar off all beers on draft, $6 call drinks, $8 wine by the glass, and uh, Happy Hour Food Menu has your favorite poo-poos, the seared ahi tataki, uh, maple chipotle, pepper-glazed bacon, French onion hummus, and wash it all back with a bent tail IPA. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Real Gastropub offers validated parking as well. Visit them at 506 Keave Street in Kaka'ako, and also visit their website, realgastropub.com. That's R-E-A-L-G-A-S-T-R-O. P-U-B.com. All right, y'all. So uh, moving into the women's national team, uh, we've got some um, very, uh, very exciting uh, to watch the women win their fourth uh, World Cup title against the uh, against the Netherlands. Uh, so some uh, quick notes here for you. Um, the this is the third World Cup in which the U.S. women's national team has never trailed throughout the tournament. Uh, and this this feat has also been achieved in 1991 and in 2015. Uh, the U.S. is unbeaten in its last 17 Women's World Cup matches, uh, winning the last 12 in a row. They are the only team to win 12 consecutive Women's World Cup matches. <coughs> Excuse me. And then uh, they are also uh, 7-1-0 all-time against the Netherlands. Uh, Megan Rapinoe is, the only, is only the second player to start three Women's World Cup Finals. The victory is also the 102nd of Jill Ellis's career at the helm of the U.S. Women's National Team. And um, to go over some uh, individual re- awards from the tournament, uh, again, Rapinoe was awarded the Golden Ball as the tournament's best player. Uh, Le- uh, Rose Lavelle. Uh, received the bronze ball. Uh, the uh, Rapino also won the golden boot as the tournament's top scorer, and Alex Morgan won the silver boot. Uh, the women's U.S. national team um, was the highest scoring team in tournament history af- after claiming its fourth World Cup title. So some, just some quick notes uh, about this particular uh, women's World Cup. Um, there was a big controversy, you know, in, in regards to celebrations. Uh, a lot of those um, critics, commentators, you know, those uh, soccer pundits on Fox Sports, Fox Soccer, 
uh, tonight. You know, they kind of felt that, um, you know, the women's kind of was a little distasteful in their celebrations. You know, uh, Megan Rapino had, you know, they felt overly celebrated after scoring against Thailand and Alex Morgan with their little teacup celebration. Um, you know, guys, this is soccer, okay? And a lot of you need to understand that this is the pinnacle. This is the highest level of, you know, of soccer for for these women, okay? Um, this is, you know, to kind of put it, to conceptualize it and put it in perspective, this is their Super Bowl. This is their Daytona 500. This is their uh, Stanley Cup Finals. You know, this is this is the national championship game. You know, like, you know, to kind of put that in perspective for you all. So, and and on average, uh, you know, there's 1.4 goals that are scored in a soccer game. Don't like the celebrations? Maybe your defense should be better. Okay, that's the bottom line. Uh, coaches, coaches coach you to score. You know, and put balls in the back of the net. And they also coach you on how to defend. You know, so don't like it, defend better, <laughs> my honest opinion anyway. Um, and lastly, uh, about the Women's World Cup, you know, I um, I was overhearing Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire. He made a statement uh, regarding how um, soccer is anti-American. And, you know, I tend to agree with Michael Knowles 90% of the time. This is probably the part of that 10% where I just don't strongly disagree with him, actually. Um, as a soccer referee, I mean, you know, I see soccer, especially now, has grown in popularity here in America. Uh, and, and, man, pe you know, people like myself were just waiting for the U.S. men's team to finally break through the same way the women's national team has. Um, but, you know, it's just... I. I I see where he's coming from in a, in, a, in a way, I guess, that, you know, you have activists like Megan Rapinoe and, you know, and they're, you know, say, you know, saying the things that they say and they won't go see the, the president, you know, if he invites them to the White House or, you know, and just, you know, the silly chants that you hear from people out, you know, out the, the Americans that were in France. And, you know, I, I think it's it's bad to um, generalize, you know, those people that, you know, that don't, you know, that are angry with America, those liberals that don't, you know, progressives that hate America, you know, and, um, I don't necessarily agree with Megan Rapinoe, but, you know, at the end of the day, she's a soccer player. Her job is to kick soccer balls into a net. So, and, you know, is it, is it distasteful to hear, you know, someone who's representing a country talk bad, bad about their country or, you know, you know, yeah, I guess it could be. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, she has a, she's probably not the best platform or appropriate platform. Debatable. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still proud of her. You know, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of those girls for making it out there. They took on the world and, you know. They brought a fourth. They brought us a fourth star. So to say that uh, soccer, in as a general, as a sport, is anti-American. That's Michael Knowles. I would I would highly recommend that you go down to Cal South because <laughs> I know you guys are out there in Southern California and uh, take some take some referee classes, man. Get certified as a referee and um, 
see what it's really like and see how, you know, how many Americans actually love and enjoy soccer. Um, yeah, just my two cents, man. You know, don't listen to me. I'm just the Puerto Rican guy from Honol- living in Honolulu. Anyway, moving on to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, man, really, really disappointing match. Uh, I felt that the, the, the men's team had, you know, they won the games that they needed to win. Uh, and um, the biggest challenge that I felt they had was um, was Jamaica, but they were able to handle Jamaica in the semifinals three to one. But uh, the biggest thing for me was, you know, in the 47th minute of that match, it was nothing. It was zero zero. And uh, number 18 from Mexico, Guardado, actually goes up and, and grabs Wesson McKinney's throat right in front of the referee. And the referee doesn't issue a red card. Um, again, at the time, it was nothing, nothing. Had the referee issued a red card, Guardado would have been sent off. Mexico would have played a man down, and that would have possibly changed, completely have changed the outcome of the game. If Mexico would have won, nothing, nothing, you know, yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, it would have, you know, there would have been whatever, not a moot point, but as a soccer referee, again, you know, it's, it's very, it's disheartening when you, when you see clear and obvious fouls, especially when it's right there in front of the referee. And in this particular case, there was no VAR. There was no video assistant referee for the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Um, and again, you know, going back to the women's, you know, to the women's World Cup, you know, the Women's World Cup took a lot of flack where at times VAR, the discussion of VAR took over the actual gameplay of, you know, the Women's World Cup. So um, in this particular case, I think we could, we all could see how VAR definitely benefits and, you know, being able to, to make the right calls. At the end of the day, that's, that's what I want to see is I want to see the, 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 the best calls being made in that moment. And if you, and if you have the benefit of technology and VAR at that level, why are you using it? Just saying. So to go over some, uh, some of the notes, uh, Kristen Pulisic won the tournament's best young player award. Uh, Pulisic, Michael Bradley and Aaron Long were all named to the tournament's best 11. Uh, Michael Bradley joined Kobe Jones and Landon Donovan as the third U.S. men's player uh, to reach the 150-cap milestone. Um, yeah, and the next, uh, the next match for the U.S. men's national team is going to be set on September 6th, and that's going to be at MetLife Stadium. Oh, so diving in to the headlines today. Um looking here from uh, a reporter and editor uh, from out of Civil Beat, Chad Blair, in his most recent House votes to condemn Trump over racist comments. Uh, the U.S. House of Representatives on Tuesday approved a resolution condemning President Trump's recent tweets targeting four minority congresswomen. The 200... 40 to 187 vote fell largely along partisan lines as GOP leaders had rushed to the president's defense in whipping against the measure, The Hill reported. Uh, Just four Republicans broke with party ranks to join every voting Democrat, revealing the extent to which Trump's incendiary remarks had jarred Capitol Hill and forced even some of his closest allies to denounce his behavior. Six Republicans missed the vote. 
Representative Tulsi Gabbard and Ed Case of Hawaii, both Democrats, obviously, voted with their, their majority party. Earlier in the day, Gabbard told ABC News, stoking these racist feelings and stoking religious bigotry in this country, tearing apart an already divided country for his own political game is beneath the office of the presidency and undermines the very values and principles of our democracy. Over the weekend, Trump told the four congresswomen, Representatives Alexandria Garcia-Cortez, Rashida Talib, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley to go back to the places from which they came. Three were born in the U.S. and Omar immigrated from Somalia as a teenager. The president has not apologized for his remarks. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said Trump is not a racist. It's all politics. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said at a press conference Tuesday morning, according to The Hill's report. Whoa, Chad Blair. I, I'm, I'm just going to go straight to this clip here so we can actually hear what the president actually stated in his, uh, when he was at the White House. Happy. I'm watching them. All they do is complain. So all I'm saying is if they want to leave, they can leave, John. They can leave. I mean, I look at the one, I look at Omar. I don't know. I never met her. I hear the way she talks about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said, you can hold your chest out. You can, when I think of America, huh? when I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest out. When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous some people. Uh, these are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. Now, you can say what you want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They can leave and, you know. If they are not happy here, they can leave. If they are not happy here, they can leave. I don't think I heard go back to the places from which they came, Chad Blair. Um, this is this is the objective journalism that you get out of Honolulu Civil Beat. Um, kind of taking things out of context a, a, a whole lot of bit, but let's go. Let's continue on. You know what? I'm, I'm sure that there'll be many people that won't miss them. But they have to love, they have to love our... See, and just to give you all some uh, some context here, because you hear there's a heckler in the, in the clip saying, but they're American citizens, President Trump. Um, again, he did not, he did not say, go back to which you came. He did, he did not assert that they should go back to to whatever country they came from, because, I mean, I think we all know that three of those four representatives are U.S. citizens. Um, and the president goes on and talks about that further. A country, they're Congress people, and I never used any names. But okay these are people, quiet, 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 quiet. And then, you know, and there goes, I'm not sure if it's the same journalist or, you know, uh, or, or whatever, you know, the same... Heckler, uh, you know, trying to assert that, well, you know, your, your, your tweets are racist, Mr. President, your tweets are racist. You know, another page out of the Saul Alinsky's um, Rules for Radicals. You know, you just kind of throw – we all know that progressives like to wildly throw out racism, you know, 
racist, 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 and then you know the president or any other person when you're when you're called a racist will then begin to kind of start backpedaling and and being on the defensive. So kudos to the president for ignoring those those ridiculous comments and sticking to the point. Quiet. Your tweets are racist, sir. Quiet. These are people that if they don't like it here, they can leave. And I'd be, I'd, I don't know who's going to miss them, but I guess some people will. One of them is polling, one of them is polling at eight, one of them is polling at eight percent. One of them is polling at eight percent. So when, when I hear people speaking about how wonderful Al-Qaeda is, when I hear people talking about some people, some people with the World Trade Center, some people, no, not some people, much more than some people. When I hear the statements that they've made, and in one case you have somebody that comes from Somalia, which is a failed government, a failed state, who left Somalia, who ultimately came here, and now is a congresswoman who's never happy says horrible things about Israel, hates Israel, hates Jews, hates Jews. It's very simple. And if the Democrats want to wrap their bows around this group of four people, one of them kept Amazon out of New York. They're socialists, definitely. As to whether or not they're communists, I would think they might be. But this isn't what our country is about. Nevertheless, they're free to leave if they want. Free to leave if they want, Chad Blair. Well done. Well done. Well, that's it for me here um, on the Jaime Padilla Show. Please like, uh, follow, comment, share. Share it to all your friends. Share it to the people that you hate. Um, please also, you can find me on Twitter uh, at iCerebro. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Jaime Rene Padilla. And um, again... This is the Jaime Padilla Show, fastest growing conservative podcast on Facebook.